Hello, and welcome to the Witch Do You podcast. I am Michelle. I am one of the Witch Do You Facebook group admins. We are also on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. You can find us under Witch Do You. And I also have a website, vikingwolfwoman.com, where you can read more about all of the admins in the group and also what shamanic services I offer. And I also teach classes on shamanic witchcraft and shadow work and sometimes other things. So today I want to talk about fear. And I, in planning for this podcast, I realized I can probably talk about fear in a few different ways and I may in the future. But the aspect of fear that I want to focus on today is fear of stepping into spiritual gifts, Um, fear of what might be happening as you start to wake up your intuition and experience things. Because as someone who has um, been in the spiritual kind of lifestyle for many years, and working with a lot of women that are new to spiritual experiences, I've heard some of the same stories over and over. Um, But before I get to that, I want to talk a little bit about what kind of nudged me to do this. And it will, I'll come back around to it at the end. But what gave me the push is a couple of times this week, I saw a post on social media that was made by, I don't know, some pastor and reverend, whatever they're calling themselves these days. And it was an invitation for people to bring, uh, there was a whole list of things, you know, Harry Potter items, because you know they're evil. Um, and that is sarcasm. Um, and, you know, any other kind of things and it, new age items. I And it said, basically, you know, this is all witchcraft. And, you know, they have all their... They, they have their party, their party line on, you know, why witchcraft is bad and what kinds of trouble all that stuff will get you into. So, and um, I don't remember the name of this gentleman. I didn't bother to look it up because quite frankly, I'm not going to, not going to give him any publicity. But of course, you know, when you see those things, the first thought is oh, ridiculous, right? Um, the second thought, and there's many, but I'll just end at the second is that. This is a this is a power grab. You know, this is a technique to make people feel afraid so they are more likely to come to church, come back to the church and what does that boil down? Money, right? Um my other strong suspicion for a while is when you have someone like this who is so vocal about the quote-unquote bad things that other people are doing and they can tell you exactly what those bad things are that those are most likely, um, in fact, I would bet money on it, that those are the people who are really um, hiding behind something, either their authenticity or guilt or shame. You know, they got some deep wounds. And in order to keep avoiding those deep wounds, what are they going to do? They're going to yell at everybody else. So yet another reason, one of many, not to take him seriously, at least what he's presenting. But you know, that what he's doing, there, there's nothing new about that, right? 
Um, if you've ever been to, and I'm not disparaging all Christian churches, or I'm not, but for the vast majority of us, if you ever went to church or maybe still find yourself in church, you're, you're going to hear judgments about things like, you know, um, Ouija boards and tarot cards and Harry Potter and how it's all, it's all evil. It's all bad. It's all leading you down the right, the, the right path. <laughs> yes, the right path, the wrong path. And I know that intellectually, probably the majority of us understand that, 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 you know, that's incorrect. And we understand, you know, where those ideas are coming from. Um, and then for some of us, we may have experienced it some to more degrees than others. And we might still be working through some of those ideas. Um, but I'll, I will come back around to this whole Christian um, idea of these things being evil at the end. The other thing I wanted to mention that I found quite humorous was they showed, you know, something where people were throwing in uh, what they should burn. Oh, Twilight novels. Um, <laughs> burn the Twilight novels in the movies because, you know, those are those are Satan, too. Um, but I saw um, a couple of the Disney witches in this pile of things, you know, like depictions of different Disney, which is like Maleficent was one that comes to mind. And um, I I found that really humorous because I thought, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're trouble. And then I thought about it more, you know, when I was a kid and those different movies where there was the Disney witches, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, um, you know, they're the others and more recent ones. And I thought, well, when I was a kid, I was more interested in the witches than the, what the princesses were doing. The witches were always the more interesting. So it occurred to me that Disney witches are kind of like a gateway drug, right? <laughs> gateway drug into witchcraft. But I mean that in the best possible way. So let's go back to the subject at hand, which is fear. And as I said before, different ways we can talk about fear, we can... But today we're going to focus on those the fears that come up when you start looking at your spiritual gifts. And what I want to focus on is, and this doesn't happen to everyone, but, and, and before I get too deep into this, let me just remind you, these are just my thoughts, opinions, observations. I, uh, you know, the podcast is called, Which Do You? We, we certainly, um are open to all kinds of ideas. These are just mine. And, you know, for some people, let's say that you're um, someone who has always been drawn to tarot cards, but you were raised in a church where that was frowned upon and you were given the impression that maybe those were like a connection to the devil or something like that for whatever reason. And, but maybe you've just always been very intrigued, but... You know, you have to go through this figuring out, well, are they bad or not? And then maybe eventually deciding no. And, and I would assume you did. If you're listening to a podcast called Which Do You, you decided they weren't bad and good for you. But you may still struggle sometimes with, you know, um, what you were taught, right? And that that is can be a thought process that you go through. But even more than that, what I want to talk about is what I have seen time and time again, and I will have someone reach out to me who is 
just starting to really explore, dive into their spiritual gifts, their spiritual inclinations, wherever they're at. And, you know, if, if over the years, I've lost track of how many times I've had someone reach out to me convinced that they were amongst evil spirits. And, you know, my first inclination years ago, and even now after doing more study and more training and being more experienced, is that the likelihood that those spirits are evil, and I don't even like the term evil, I'll get to that in a minute, um, but they're malevolent, is very nil. What is way more likely that's happening is that, well, for one thing, we've all, um, we've all, all the many times over our lives and probably the vast majority not realizing it, we've been surrounded by spirits, um, you know, people that we love, that, um, that passed or, um, our guides, you know, our spirit people, our spirit animals, they're, they've been there. They don't just wait for you to figure out they're there and then show up. They've always been there. And certainly people that we love that have passed, our pets, you know, they come and visit. And because the vast majority of us are not raised, it, it probably is changing now as people have gotten more spiritually open. But certainly my generation, uh, the one before, probably one or you know, after vast majority of us are not raised with any kind of training on how to learn about spirituality or dip into spirits or anything like that. I mean, some would have had more experience than others, but for the most part, um, even if they had experience, probably no training. I know that when I was a kid, uh, myself and my sister and my brothers were always, you know, doing kind of spiritual things, you know, whether it was a Ouija board or different things. And, you know, certainly we had no training in any of that. I got my first deck of tarot cards when I was 15, which I bought for myself because when anybody I knew were going to buy me a deck. Um, and, you know, I had to figure those out on my own. Um, this is and many years later, I was able to get some training. But, you know, what I'm saying is that we're, we're not given a lot of education when we're young. So we have to figure this all out, you know, ourselves. And when you get to that point, when you start dipping your toe into whether it's reading tarot cards, whether it's acknowledging that spirits are around or that you have guides or you want to talk to your, you know, your, your past loved ones in crystals. I mean, you name it whatever that where you are exploring and starting to look and work with energy. So you start doing that and things start to shift because, you know, the spirits show up for people who show up for the spirit. So once you start putting that out there, you're, they're going to go, Oh, Oh, she's look, she's got tarot cards. She's got crystals. Like she's interested. Let's say hi. And that veil becomes a little bit thinner and you start getting activity um, or feelings. It may not be, you know, in my experience, you know, it's the movies are the movies like activity. Um, 
paranormal phenomena is usually going to be more subtle. It's going to be more feelings, right? But you can see things and hear things. I'm not discounting that. Um, and so you start opening up, you start tipping your toe in, or maybe you even have been doing one thing for a while and now you're exploring something else because spiritual exploration and growth, it comes in kind of phases, right? We move through listening or learning about one thing and then moving to another or diving deeper in a subject or et cetera. So whatever's happened, you have, you've shifted spiritually and, and you're aware of that and you feel like, oh, my intuition is getting stronger and this and that. And then you start to feel like you're not alone. And if you've had little to no experience with that or it's no training or no understanding, and I don't mean that everybody needs training, not at all, but I'm just saying we don't, we don't get that, right? Um, if we're lucky enough, we find the right books, the right authors. Now with social media, there's a lot more opportunity. So um, I think in years past, it might have been harder, but still fears are real. And so you're like, I'm not alone. Who is that? And let's say that you have a young child or a pet that is also responding to this feeling. And then you're like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I opened up a portal and I can't close it. Oh, shit. I better get the sage. I need a cross. I need holy water. We just immediately jump to like, this is probably trouble. That we've opened up something that we can't close. And I'm here to tell you that in 99.9 .9 of the cases, no, you didn't. Your spirits are just like, hey, you're right. Your stuff is opening up. Here we are. Hello. And because you are more open, you sense it when the fact is they weren't there last week and the week before and the year before and when you were, you know, however old, you just weren't paying attention um they've been there now you, you've opened that door a little bit and they're like hey hi which is you know really exciting that the spirits are you know that's that's what we want most people who want to communicate with their past loved ones that's what they want um people who want to work with their guides that's what they want so the guides and the spirit people and the the beloved dead um start to show up and say hi and everybody flips out and wants to you know light the sage and get out the protective crystals and just take a step backwards because they're freaked out and they don't understand it. So that is very, 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 very common. And I would say even as if you've had experience and maybe a lot of experience with one kind of spirit and then something different happens, it, it can, you know, throw you for a loop. It happens. Um, but I'm here to assure you that it is very likely... Your beloved, dead, guide, um, thats it's fine. It's fine. Um, certainly, spiritual boundaries are important. And as you learn more and work with different kinds of spirits and learn about different processes, you, you have to take certain protections and, and things like that. However, when I say that, and I can't get into that topic, kind of topic, it's just too big today. I don't mean that it's like, wow, it's a really big and dangerous world and you better really protect yourself um, because if you step into the spirit world, you're, you're really at risk. 
that's not the case. It's more about energy and residuals of energy and that kind of thing. And again, my opinion, but, um, you know, if you think that a spirit is visiting you, you, you don't, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. So let's just talk briefly about boundaries because I think that people need to remember, you know, when you're dealing with the spirit world, when it comes to boundaries and expectations and setting rules, the spirit world is a hundred more times reliable and ready, you know, going to fall in line over the human world, right? Um, spirits are going to listen to you a lot better than your kids are, than your employees, than your spouse, <laughs> The random person on the street, you name it. The spirit world is much, much, much more predictable. Um, so you have to, first of all, maintain strong boundaries. Even if you are sure, hey, this is, you know, a loved one. This is a spirit guide. But this is an inconvenient time. Uh, maybe it's the middle of the night. And another thing I want to say, you know, if I had... A dollar for every time somebody said, I don't want to wake up and see somebody in the room with me. Trust me, when you start spirit communication, you don't just jump from like, I'd like to talk to my guides to being woken up by a, a specter in the middle of the night. It, you're going to be fine. However, people can go through things like being woken up. And, and I used to. I was frequently woke up and a couple things I learned. One, if you take the time to talk to your spirits during the day they're more likely not to try to wake you up because they want to get your attention. That just might be when you're you're more easier to talk to from their perspective. Um, the other thing that um, you can keep in mind is that you can set up boundaries. And that could probably be a whole podcast, but just briefly know that where you sleep, that can be a certain boundary. What I had learned way, way back at that time, the guys I was working with, I would say um, only Sven and um, I would name my protector are allowed in here. And I would sleep just fine. And there were times uh, with my guides, I did see that, like if I forgot to say it, I'd see it taken advantage of. However, I just wasn't spending enough time with them during the day. I will tell you now that it is rare for me to wake up at night um, with a message or anything like that. Um, but it, it's rare. It, it can happen, but I'm not flipped out. And at this point now, after as much experience and practicing as I have, I would not be opposed to a specter in the middle of the night at the end of my bed. In fact, I would probably think that was kind of cool. Um, but that takes time. And again, boundaries. So if Let's say there's a certain type of phenomena that's happening in your house that creeps you out. You know, all you have to say is don't do that. Um, I have over the years when I did mediumship, you know, I met people who their spirits would ring the door. I mean, the doorbell literally to say, hey, I'm here. And they they weren't a fan. And I'm like, you just have to tell them to stop. Like, please don't do that. I get that you're here. Can we come up with a, a better sign? Or if you absolutely want no psychic phenomena in your home, you can make that rule too, you know? It's really up to you. You also can set a boundary around your home that only 
um, you, you know, helpful and, um, and, and wise your spirit people are allowed in. You can do that kind of thing. Anytime any spirit is around that you're not comfortable with, whether you suspect maybe it's grandma or it's your spirit guide or, you know, Hecate has come to visit. And that's a goddess, if you don't know. You are in charge. You get to set the rules. You know, it's it's just like that old thing with the vampire can't come in until you invite them in. Well, the spirits have to leave if you tell them. And certainly that doesn't leave you without any protection. But you can also, you can set any kind of boundary or rule. Like, you could even get really specific and say, these spirits are allowed in this space and... You're only allowed to do phenomena between 10 o'clock in the morning and 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I guarantee it. They will stick to that. Now, sometimes you have to say it a couple of times. There were times over the years when I would, I mean, I, every, bed I went, every night I went to bed, you know, only Sven and my protector allowed in here. And there were times I would say it, and I was really regular about saying it. It was quite the habit. I'd lay down and I'd be like, hmm somebody tested my boundaries by the way and I would say it again louder um and I would not have any problems um certainly any times that I forgot to say it when I was woken up it was by my other guides it was never just like a random stranger you know in my bedroom anything like that um and I don't even say it anymore um and I think also from saying and setting that space so much the times I forgot, I was still protected. They didn't go, well, she didn't ask us to protect her. I guess we're off tonight. No. So that's that's part of it is understanding that you are in charge. And sometimes for a lot of women, that can be hard to step into, you know. Um, we're not exactly taught how to work with our authority. So just remember that and keep saying it, you know, fake it till you make it. Um, trust that the guides are your spirit people. You know, they're going to help you. They're going to protect you. Um, just keep reinforcing that space in your boundaries. So the here's the other thing that I want to get back to um, this fear, this fear of doing this. And part of it is just not knowing and not, you know, working with it before and it being new and like, what is this? Did I do something bad? Um, just like if I do have a phenomenon in my house, which is rare because I have pretty... I have some pretty big rules about phenomena. I mean, I just don't, random spirits just don't get to come into my space and move stuff or whatever. The elementals are a different story, but that that's a whole different deal and a whole other podcast. But what I'm saying is I don't, I don't have random spirits just coming in my space, first of all. And um, the spirits that are here and that are visiting aren't just allowed to, you know, make of a bunch of noise. And I will tell you that usually just as a side note, the most intense phenomena. And when I say phenomena, I mean, sounds, you know, physical things, things moving, um, you know, being touched, um, anything that's physical that affects you in the, your physical space, besides like a feeling. I would also bet money that at least 90% of the time, the more extreme phenomena is actually being caused by a living person in the home and their issues, not the spirits. But again, different day. 
But so when things happen and, and you're new to it and and you get scared, for one thing, fear brings more fear, right? Um, and there's a certain amount of fear that we're kind of used to. Like if you like scary movies or you like roller coasters or other things, there are certain things that we engage in that purposely bring up our adre adrenaline in an enjoyable way. Um, so, and adrenaline can bring more and more. And especially if you're like, but I don't know what this is. And you get, you get scared, right? And our bodies are made to have that, um, that, that response because we, we need it sometimes if we're in real legitimate danger, we need our body to respond, but sometimes it can kick in and it's, there's really no danger. Um, and I think that part of that comes back to the culture that fear like, oh, is this something bad? And going back to that, that religious thing that I was bringing up earlier about this is bad, that's bad. Let's tap into your fear. And I think that fear is very often tapped into, um, and not always on purpose, but sometimes on purpose, you know, especially when it, and not all religions, not all Christianity, but for people like this jack off that are out like, oh, bring me your Ouija boards and your Twilight books and your Harry Potter stuff because, you know, you're on the path to witchcraft and that's bad. Well, for one thing, do all those things lead to somebody practicing witchcraft? No. And is witchcraft bad? Also no. Um, and they don't care really if it is or not. It's just a thing. It's just a thread in the consciousness that they can grab onto and get people scared. If for some reason people were really scared of, I don't know, peanut butter M&Ms. And peanut butter M&Ms were seen as, a, you know, um, a gateway into crime. I, I'm just picking a ridiculous example on purpose. But let's say that was something in... You know, that was a threat in the culture. They'd just do that. They'd be like, bring us your peanut butter M&M's. You can't eat them because you're going to, you know, you're going to go sideways and you need us to bring you back to, you know, being good. And by the way, write me a check, right? That's what it's all about. They're just choosing things that are already in the vernacular that they can point to as like something bad because... You know, when you think about like Harry Potter and that whole story, which I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, we've got that classic good and evil fight, right? Um, when they talk about the devil, Satan, classic good and evil fight. Um, it's, it, you know, that good and e good versus evil story is, I mean, it's in so much, right? It's in, so they tap into that when it's just really kind of a theme. Um, and they're making the connections that they want to and preying on people's fears. So consider that when you do get afraid, what and what is that fear about? Is it part of that vernacular that these kind of things are bad and lead to evil? They lead to what they show in the movies, right? Which the movies are not real. In case you had never heard that, and it's brand new, which I doubt. But for the one person, hey, by the way, movies aren't real. Even if the movie is about a real life thing that happened, I will guarantee you that movie is not real. They have changed things to make it more dramatic or enjoyable or flow better, etc. Right? So, you know, think about, let's take The Exorcist. Everybody knows that movie. And what did it start with? A Ouija board. But, you know. 
Um, and I think that is, it's just a movie device that is created to make a story that is engaging and that's scary. And if scary movies are your jam and they are mine, then, ooh, scarier the better. I love watching movies about demon shit. I love it. They are my favorite. Whenever I am going on Shudder, which is a horror streaming um, service, if you don't know, and I see demon, I'm like, I'm in. I love it. I love it. Um, and not because I think, well, oh, want that. No, to me, it is just a story. It is just a fairy tale that doesn't really exist. To me, like humans are the real problem. That's who you got to be afraid of. That's who you got to like watch for. Spirits, respectful, yes. Um, and make boundaries, but it's the humans that are the really dangerous ones. So, yeah. And here's the other thing. When it comes to the devil. Let me just say this briefly, and probably everybody listening to this knows. I mean, the devil is a Christian creation. This idea that there was an angel that went against God, and God banished that angel, who then became Lucifer, and then that set up this forever and ever war between good and evil, right? And Satan wants us on our side, so he will trick us and da 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 da. So we go against the God, and what's that end up? Hell for all eternity. Torture for all eternity. Can you think of a worse threat? Probably not, because everything else ends. But torture for eternity? Pretty serious. And if you were ever taught that in any kind of way, that is going to be there to some degree in the back of your mind. If I am bad enough, um, I'll get tortured for eternity. And then what is bad enough? And depending on what church you went to, probably a whole bunch of different de definitions of bad enough. And if you were Catholic, well, you can just get forgiven for most stuff, right? You just have to say, I'm sorry to a priest. Um, so it's... <sighs> It's a story. Um, it's a it's a story that was created to make people behave and afraid and need the church. I don't believe in the creation. Uh, I don't believe in this entity of the devil as as Christianity presents it. I don't. So therefore. Um, I'm not in danger of messing with him because I just don't believe in him. Do I believe that people who want to invent that kind of like feeling and fear? Sure. because And, and that's a whole other discussion too. Um, for instance, this is a real quick example. I did once, once did a house cleansing for someone that was very religious. And what I cleansed out of there looked pretty much like you know, if you were going to tell me what Satan looked like, pretty much fit the description. And I realized as soon as I saw this entity that he was just, he was just banking on their fears, right? He was just like, oh, you'll think this is really scary. Now, 
Then you were like, but Michelle, that sounds like a troublesome spirit. Well, yes. And when I think of spirits, I don't think good and evil. I think light and dark, essentially. And I may have talked that about that a little bit on the Shadow podcast, but that's how I see it. I don't feel that there are any, are there troublesome spirits? Yeah, but I mean, do you have to be afraid of running into an entity that is going to corrupt you so bad that you are going to get tortured for eternity? No, no. Um, there are evil humans that will do way worse things to other people. Way worse. Spirits, you, you do not have to worry about calamity on the level that humans can create it. And I know other people are going to disagree with me, and that's fine. I don't care. I am very comfortable with my beliefs. I didn't just wake up this morning and figure out I believe this. And I'm not saying that so you think, you know, I'm the only authority. That's not it. Just saying this is over several years of working with spirits, being told many different perspectives, and this is what I have come up with it, come up with. So just my thoughts again. But basically what I want to tell y'all, if you are just starting out reading cards and you're kind of nervous, or maybe you've been doing one thing and you're stepping into a new thing and it's making you nervous and you're scared that you know, some spirit you don't know is going to materialize at the foot of your bed. Um, I, I'm just hoping to kind of ease some of your fears and help you look at them in a different way and try to understand maybe where they're coming from. Because ultimately, when it comes down to fear, the biggest thing that's going to help you move through it is to look at its source. And because if you just head to the fear, well, I'm afraid... Now I'm more afraid and more afraid. What did I do? What did I, what portal did I open? It, you're, you're going to be all bound up in your fear and you're not going to move forward and you're probably going to shut things down. Now, I don't want you to worry that if you ever got afraid and shut things down that you're, that you've turned it off. That's, that's not the case. There are going to be times when maybe you do feel like, oh, I think I have a house full of spirits and it's a little bit much. And you make, you make boundaries. Um, and the thing is, is that like spirits, maybe let's say that they're spirits who want to go home. Maybe they, they're human spirits that didn't cross over. Um, I do know some people who work a lot with those kind of spirits and do send them home. And those people have really strong boundaries about where those spirits can go um, until they're ready to help them. So even people who are inviting spirits in a certain sense to come in or come to a place, those spirits don't get to run around willy-nilly, right? There's there's rules. And trust me, when you're just starting out, this is not even something that you have to worry about. You just, again, reaffirm that only you're helping wise spirits, ancestors that are going to be able to be in your space. And then you know, as time moves on and you decide to move into other things, you might work with different kinds of spirits, you might work with elementals. There's definitely a balance of light and dark there. Um, and then it, it might shift and change and you learn different boundaries and you learn respect. But 
in my work and how I teach my students, we are never going in with like, you know, a cross in holy water and being like, you're going to listen to me, you spirits, and I'm going to banish you. That is not how we work. So that's really all I have. I hope this was helpful. Um, I will do some more podcasts in the future. We kind of like to switch it up and talk about different things. So I hope you enjoyed this. You can uh, leave us a comment here on the podcast, or you can also check us out in our different uh, places that we're at. Again, my name is Michelle. My personal website is www.vikingwolfwoman.com. That's V-I-K-I-N-G. W-O-L-F-W-O-M-A-N.com. And you can also contact me there. Um, there is a contact page. where We also have a private Women's Which Do You Facebook group. And you can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So again, thank you so much. And have a great weekend. And which do you? Blessed be.